Hello, and welcome to another episode of Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. My name is Pat Poling, and I'll be with you today as we talk about investing in markets with growing employment and lots of great diversification. Hi, everybody. This is Pat with Mara Poling. Today we'll be discussing two factors that really help you improve the performance of your multifamily real estate investment and reduce the risk associated with it. One, the diversity of employment, purchasing assets that are supported by multiple employment sectors, and two, the growth of those employment sectors. Both of those are important factors to not only provide you with wonderful tenants that are going to be able to pay rent and support the growth of your asset over time, but that are also going to be able to support you during times of change in the economic environment. And that's the reason we look for stability from diversification in addition to the growth from these employment sectors. So let's start first by talking about diversification. It's a strategy you're all quite familiar with because one of the reasons you're looking at multifamily real estate is you want to diversify your investment portfolio. And diversification really comes from having multiple employment sectors that support the assets you invest in. What do we mean by multiple employment sectors? Well, when we look at that, we really mean two different things. The first is, it's important to have more than one employment sector that's supporting your particular asset, regardless of how strong that employment sector is. We're going to talk a little bit more about healthcare in a moment. Healthcare is a really strong industry, and it's one of the ones that we think is an important component to have in supporting your asset. Ideally, you'd like to have an asset supported by healthcare. As strong as healthcare is, you wouldn't want to be in a position where all of your tenants worked in the healthcare industry. So there's a hospital nearby, there's a bunch of medical clinics. Uh, all sorts of wonderful places, doctors' offices and such, where your tenants can, can work, that's fantastic. If something happens to the healthcare industry, and we're in the middle of a national debate about how healthcare could really, should really be managed, if that changes dramatically, you could have a significant amount of turmoil in terms of your tenant base. And that's really not something you want to expose yourself to if you're trying to improve performance and minimize risk. So as good as healthcare is, having one industry that you're reliant on doesn't make a lot of sense. Two is better than one. How many is the right number? Well, we don't think you necessarily need five or six or ten different employment sectors. Uh, we think three is really the, the, the sweet spot. Uh, two still puts you in a position where if there was a microeconomic impact in that particular employment area, in that particular uh, financial community, then that could really have an impact on your, uh, on your asset and its performance. If you have three, we think that mitigates it quite a bit. Uh, four would be nice. Uh, it's really not, we don't think it's required. We think three really works pretty well. So you want to be in a position where you have three different employment sectors that you're drawing from. Now, those three need to actually be different. <laughs> so it's not diversified if, in fact, you've got three different, in your mind, employment sectors, but they're actually all related to each other. For example, 
you have a large automobile assembly plant nearby. So you've got some sort of quasi-manufacturing assembly work that's going on. Well, that sounds fantastic. You've also got transportation, right? So there's a trucking company nearby. Well, that's great. That sounds like a really good industry to be associated with. And then you look and you see that you've got a fairly significant retail presence nearby. Well, that that sounds like a fairly diversified area. Upon further study, the trucking company and the trucking industry, 80% of what they do is delivery of parts and materials for the assembly plant, for the assembly industry. Well, that means if the automobile industry pulls back, if that assembly plant closes down, well, that trucking industry is going to dry up. So that could be an issue. And when you take a look at the retail in a little more detail, what you see is the retail is primarily supported by, what do you know, the folks that work in those other industries that are nearby that we just discussed. So you've really got a very integrated system in which if one leg of that stool fails, it's all going to collapse. That's not a very diversified situation. We really want to see you have your investment in a market that has meaningful diversification. So, for example, we, we like healthcare, and we're going to talk, as we said in a moment, about healthcare in some additional detail. But, for example, if you have healthcare, and then in addition to healthcare, you have maybe uh, education, uh, uh, higher education, so community colleges, universities, uh, those areas. Uh, you have a government, so maybe it's not just City Hall or the local school district, but it might be the county seat or potentially even a state capital. Uh, those are really robust, and obviously there's some level of interconnection, right? The folks that, that work at City Hall or in uh, state government uh, are folks that are going to use the medical services, the health care uh, services in the uh, in the community, so there's some connection there, uh, and some of their uh, children are going to be going to the uh, university that's nearby, and so on. Uh, but it's not as connected as the others that we uh, described a moment ago. So the first box box to check is how diversified is the employment base that you're drawing from. The next piece we want to take a look at is the actual growth and strength of each of those areas. As we said, if you've got great diversification, it really doesn't mean a lot if the industries that you're drawing from are actually shrinking. Let's look at some of the industries that are forecasted to shrink dramatically over the next 10 years. I'm just going to take a couple examples. Uh, let's look at textile uh, production we're looking at a reduction of 44,000 jobs over the next 10 years, which is an annual compounded reduction of more than 2%. That's fairly significant. Uh, another one uh, that's in a similar situation is communications equipment manufacturing. It's a wonderful industry. You'd say, gosh, communications is really booming and it's growing. It absolutely is. But U.S.-based production of that equipment is actually shrinking. We're looking at a loss of 23,000 jobs nationally, which is a decline on an annual compounded basis of over 
newspaper publishing, uh, printing, iron and steel mills. These are not surprising, I'm sure, to you, right? These are areas of the economy where these uh, jobs are shrinking. And obviously, if the jobs are shrinking, that means incomes are shrinking along with it. So even if you have some of those industries that you're drawing from, and even if your plants, for example, maybe there's a textile mill nearby, or there's a communications equipment manufacturing company, or one of these others that we've described, even if you have one of those that you're drawing from that's not going to be closing down, it's, like, it's not likely that the wages there are going to be growing in any significant way. So those would be markets where you'd be potentially taking on some additional risk. Well, if those are the ones that are shrinking, where are the ones that are growing? And as we look at these forecasts, um, by the way, these are provided by the U.S. Uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, so this isn't anything that we're dreaming up on our own. This is, this is some good data that we've gone out and been able to source. Uh, lo and behold, if you look at what's the number one industry that's going to be growing, it's healthcare, And that's not surprising. We've talked about this on a couple of the other uh, episodes that we've had. One, we've talked about baby boomers. As boomers age and move into retirement, uh, you've got this big bulge in the demographics of the country moving into a period of time where typically people use more health care. In addition to that, because our health care has been so successful in terms of how it treats us, we're all living longer. And the longer you live, well, the more health care you use. That's the reason why over the next 10 years, 738,000 new jobs in health care. That's a 4.4% annual compounded rate of growth. That's really substantial. That's an area that we want to be focused on. Now, that's just one component of health care. That number I quoted happens to be for home health care. In addition to that, you've got outpatient centers and medical laboratories and hospitals and a whole host of other uh, components, which when you add them all up, you've got just millions and millions of jobs that are going to be created over that period of time. Really significant. Well, what are some of the areas, other areas besides health care? So we like health care. Uh, what's another that really makes a lot of sense? Uh, when we look at education, right? So educational services and how they're going to grow. 137,000 new jobs in that marketplace. That's a 1.7% compounded annual growth rate. Fantastic. That makes a lot of sense uh, to look at that as a particular arena to, uh, to support us. Uh, when you look at uh, local government, right, there are local government components that, uh, as we've said, we think makes a lot of sense. Uh, 48,000 new jobs, a 1.6 uh, growth factor in, in just one of those particular sectors within uh, local government. Uh, and there are others that, that we could go on and list. There's lots of great data out there that you can find, and that's something we'd certainly encourage you to do as you're looking at that uh, kind of opportunity. So let's take a look at what that whole picture says. When, when you're looking at making an investment, and this is true if you're going to be purchasing a property on your own, a duplex or a fourplex, and you're going to manage it yourself, or whether you're going to be making an investment with a firm like Mara Poling, you want to understand what kind of markets these assets are going to be uh, located in. You want diversification, so you want to have three different sectors, and you want those sectors not to be reliant on each other. 
and those three sectors each should be on the growth side of this curve. So we want to see things like healthcare and government and uh, education and all the other factors that we've that we've talked about, as opposed to having a market where maybe it's diversified, but you're reliant on tobacco manufacturing as an example, which is again a shrinking. Uh, component of the uh, the economic cycle, and you absolutely wouldn't want to be in a position where your primary uh, source of tenants would be, for example, uh, from the newspaper industry. That is an industry that's undergoing enormous uh, change and transition, uh, and likely over the next ten years will uh, change and morph dramatically uh, away from what it's looked like in the past. So. Great factors to keep in mind. Uh, follow this diversification strategy. Uh, look for investments that have not only this diversification but the growth component we've talked about. And we are confident that you're going to experience good performance in terms of your returns and we think equally as important, less risk and less volatility in terms of your investment. Investing in markets with diversified employment is one of the eight tips we recommend for buying right. If you'd like to learn more about the eight tips to buy right and other great elements of the multifamily real estate investing space, go to the Learning Center at marapolling.com. That's M-A-R-A-P-O-L-I-N-G.com. Go to the Learning Center and you'll find all sorts of fantastic topics. One of the topics you'll see there is eight tips to buy right. Take a look at that. You can download a, a white paper that we've got. It'll give you more great information, not only on this strategy around diversified employment, but on a host of other uh, factors that you'll benefit from in terms of investing to buy right, which is going to help you improve returns and lower risk. Take a look at some of our other podcasts. We've got some great material uh, on here for you. Uh, feel free to subscribe. As we said, drop by the website. Thank you, folks. We appreciate you spending the time with us today. We look forward to seeing you next time on Multifamily Real Estate Investing, presented by Mara Poling. Mm-hmm.